Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm Dirty D. And I'm just Johnny. And this is the Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. Leaping forward bionically, the man said. Rest you know in peace, Harry Dean Stan. Harry Dean, Harry Dean Stan. Passed away, man. Oh, wow. Hold on. Moment of silence. Okay, better. Got that on my system. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house with me, I got to the left of me, my homeboy, Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. And it's man. good to see some familiar faces in here. You know, random. Yes, sir. Random Hasn't been around in a while, too. How you doing, man? Yeah, man. Back from the depths of the dirty work life of life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yourself, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Dirty D. I thought everybody knew who I was already. No, I'm messing. No, uh, he, he gets caught up, too. All right. You know all right. The work life catches up to you. I hear you. I hear you, man. You all right? Yeah, Probably not. Okay. okay. All right. You, you, seem a little, <laughs> you seem a little antsy tonight. No, I've been drinking for a few days. I was the best man at my uh, cousin's wedding this weekend. So oh, recovering, yeah, yeah. <laughs> biting the knit, the hair it's of the exactly, dog. <laughs> exactly what it is. All right, well, pace yourself. You're getting the crinkle on the mic there. Oh, that's my bad. Yeah, I can take this out. All right, all right. And over there, looking very focused, laser focused, you might say. Uh, just Johnny. Yo. Okay, I thought you weren't gonna respond, yo. He's over there just. In his own world. It's them lasers, man. I'm staring into the light. I don't know if I can hold back. It's all good, man. You may have a problem. This man's got a habit, but it's all right because also backing us up, keeping us sounding crisp and amazing, DJ Herbie Herb. Hey. This guy. Okay, right. Herb. And also, if you're catching us on twitch.tv slash down, you can see our pretty faces and also get whatever's whistling into my microphone. But also over there, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, we got a new... Uh, image flashing thing over there. So DJ Herbert Herbert can be flashing some uh, pretty pictures at you. But right now, we got to talk to the amazing, the always awesome and spectacular and funny as hell, Jen Kirkman. Massachusetts own, representing New England. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Jen One of the, Kirkman. the many very funny uh, Boston-based comedians. Oh, yeah, no, she's good stuff. Um, dude, we've seen her on At Midnight. Seen her on Chelsea lately. Yep. Uh, one of the voices on Home Movies, which yep. was originally produced here in Boston. Two too. Netflix specials for yep. stand up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Published author as well. Yeah. She's doing it. She's mm-hmm. doing it big. So, uh, yeah, she's definitely worth talking to, which we actually got a chance to. So, we have this coming up. Mm-hmm. Special treat for y'all. So, we're going to play that real quick and we'll be back in a little bit. Herb. Like when they, you yeah, know. Patrice isn't. I just, no, I'm not. I'm not. This is true. I'm not. <laughs> but I think it's like people from Boston, and Bill Burr says this, people from Boston are so funny that you have to be like double funny when you perform there because the average person watching is funnier than a comic. You know, right, like, so it's a little bit a harder crowd. Yeah, you just have to make sure you have to be really f***ing funny. And so, oh, I swear, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Uh, okay. I think Joe Rogan kind of said like, it has to be the weather, I think. Like you're walking to your car, you're like, God damn it, it's cold. It's a little bit. Yeah, but it's not like people from Vermont are exceptionally funny and their weather's worse. No, I'm from like, Vermont. I'm not funny. I'm not funny at all. No, so Adam over there is actually from Vermont, and you just shat on his. It's true though; she's not wrong. Oh my she's god, that was so mean to me. But you know, also it's like because it's a city, but it's not New York, so they have that kind of underdog vibe, which like they're being defensive before they even get bullied. Like, don't pick on me; I'll be funny. And I think it just has that kind of attitude. All right, no, 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 Jen, Jen no, just real quick, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. It is it is so blown out of proportion my role on that show. I don't want to disappoint you. I did like. They wanted a writer to come in to sort of punch up, like you come in and you add jokes to the scripts and there's a teenage girl character, so they thought I might 
be able to bring some like truth to that. Mm -hmm. So I came in and sat in a few sessions and that's really it. And I came up with one idea for one episode, but I didn't ever like put pen to paper and write a script. For some reason they've listed me like as a writer, like my name shows up on the show and everything. So is it one of those phony IMDB credits that you, uh, that you're credited with? Well, I wrote on the show, but if you look through my computer, there's no Phineas and Ferb script in there. <laughs> no, no drafts. <laughs> the point is, did I, did the joke make it on the show? Is the joke yeah, I think the, the little the little jokes I came up with probably oh, did. And credits, and I, credits do. Yeah, credits, credits, and credits do. But I think people thought I'm like steeped in it, and I. Because then a movie came out, and I was like, I wish I really wrote on it. I get some of that movie money. Right? Dude, yeah, that's you have money. crushed me so deeply. I was told you wrote uh, Izzy's Got the Frizzies. Um, I've got records on my fingers, and the platypus controlling me. I'm hurt right now. Okay. The platypus one, I think that's the one where they tried to build an aquarium in the backyard. I came up with that idea. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you just like, saved the, the, the show for him. <laughs> But, you know, the two creators of the show are genius, and they do all the writing. Like, they don't even need anyone's help, but they have people there in case. But, yeah, I came up with that idea, and then they're like, great, we'll write the script. And then they go off and they write it. And then I get all the credit. Oh, well, okay. No, I appreciate you shouting them out right now. That, that, no, that's deep, because you give credit to uh, actual creators. If some of our listeners are comedy nerds, they might remember you from Acceptable TV. And uh, we were talking about home movies earlier, and Shana here is even talking about... Um, oh, these are some deep cuts. I love it. We are we are old school nerds. <laughs> we have no idea who you're talking, <laughs> talking about. And home history. movies. Oh, home movies. Hell home yeah. Home movies yeah. Boston show. That was filmed in uh, Watertown. You played Nurse Kirkman. And, and Cynthia. And Cynthia. Okay, so they weren't all good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Horrible person. Uh, a I'm, bad person. I apologize, and I will take my lumps. <laughs> Hey. All right. Uh, no, Shana was actually asking about uh, drunk history earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I absolutely love your episodes of drunk history. They made me laugh so hard. Yeah. What is the prep for that, too? Did they give you the topic before, obviously? And do you do you do you research it before you go on and try to remember it the best you can, even though you're going to be wasted while you're, while you're I recording? I had a time travel machine, though. Maybe yeah, pretty much. Well, they send you, like, here's some topics that we think your personality would be you know good for and and you pick one oh this sounds really good and they tell you to like you know so many people come up to me they're like i'd be great at drunk history because i'm good at memorizing dates i'm like well that's not interesting at all like they don't care if you get names right or anything they just want what's a good event that'll look good that we can recreate like lincoln getting shot you know that kind of thing they don't care about what what date something was signed and so you start drinking slowly, so like you film some of it where you're slightly coherent, and then you keep getting more drunk. So it's like a good bar story. Yeah. Oh. They have you on camera when they need you to say something right. You usually say that when you're sober, and then they they use it if they need it. If you're like doctor something went over there, they use that. But then the rest of it, yeah. And I do. It's the only thing I brag about that I feel comfortable bragging about because I'm blackout drunk when I do it. So I feel like I'm not <laughs> totally bragging. <laughs> But I will say, I think some of the people don't get drunk enough. Don't. I'm just going to be scandalous. Yeah. Some yeah, I, like, I mean, right you should pissy. be super drunk. Well, I see cats yakking off, uh, you know, just just off screen there, and sometimes on screen, you're talking, they're not hammered enough. Well, some people certainly do, but like I can uh, assure you that pants. when I'm very, very drunk, the last thing I want to do is have a camera in my face because Lord knows what I will say and how right. I will act. So right. I don't know about you. I'm I can, hilarious. You should be. The best part is the outtakes, which I think um, Derek, Derek, the, um, Derek and Jeremy, who directed, they're very kind to me because I'm not 
but they make me seem like a really fun, happy drunk. And there's some outtakes that they didn't use of me like, are we almost done here? <laughs> and like, where's my food? And I'm like, what is even? And I'm crying and yelling. And I mean, or, I, but I remember one of them, I was yelling, no one else is drunk here and you're all judging me. And I, they were like, Damn. They're like focusedly focused, so they didn't air any of that, but they showed me the footage, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's it's for the DVD set. Yeah. Like, is there a point where they take the yeah. alcohol away? Like, I think you're drunk enough. <laughs> like, yeah. Do they do they set up designated no. drivers for you to get home too? Is that is that they're all like set here, up? Or yeah. do they keep giving it to you? Like here, have some blood poisoning. Like. <laughs> Which... Now they they have someone on set with a breathalyzer that comes over to make sure you're not like gonna die. Oh, wow. No, that's thorough. Right. You know <laughs> it's like, we and might have done too much. Sure. Well, respect they have them. someone pick you up and drive you home, but I was like, guys, you need to get me like a hotel because you can drive me home and then I'll be home like, I feel pretty good. Let me get my keys and I'll go back out. Like, you never know. Someone could go back out. So I, I actually, I got a hotel room. <laughs> Now, like, I envision T.J. Miller just like popping into a preschool, like I'll fight Charlie. Because <laughs> that's like oh, every character he plays. Yeah, he's no, he's like, he's like six seven. You know, he's, know. he's just a huge. Yeah. Just, I just imagine it's it's funny. It's all hair, I think. <laughs> it's all hair. No, he's huge. He's like a giant, is what I think of him as. He's like a giant baby. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, he's the sweetest. <laughs> from what I hear, he's a really good guy. I've actually never met him myself. Um, a lot of cats don't come through Boston uh, when they get to that level. That's surprising. Boston's right. a major, well, I don't know, maybe he doesn't do that much stand-up anymore, but that's one of the big cities you want to hit, Boston. Yeah, they no, swoop through, they don't hang out. Well, yeah. Boston <laughs> is for when you're just starting out or when you're really famous. There's very little in between. Yeah, you know what's good? We get the, um... I think that is true. We get the Comedy Central specials here, so anytime some cats are coming through to film those, uh, they come through, they hang out for a few days before then, we actually get to talk to them, and, you know, hopefully in like a year, they'll be, you know, uh, big, and they'll shout us out on... I was going to say Chelsea lately, but I mean, that's, it's to keep it relevant. But um, I mean, if you want to be shouted out on Chelsea lately, but no one's going to hear it because it's canceled. Yeah, no, yeah. Sorry, that, was, that was not my intent to go there. No shouting for the intent. <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't. I will say everyone thought it was canceled, but from the inside, I will tell you, Chelsea took that plane and nose dove it into the ground. She was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So she, in a hilarious way, like we knew for months and nobody was like worried about their jobs. We we're like, oh, we're all ready to go. Like it's been enough. Yep. She was so funny, like going on Howard and being like, the E-Network sucks. She was like trying to so get you... out of her contract early. She wow, was that's hoping great. they would fire her. Dude, that's she did like the radicals, man. That's, that's... Hey, so... Mm-hmm. Not everybody's that lucky to get out of a contract. No, we just got some behind-the-scenes stuff. Thank you. That, that gave us some, like, credibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it was funny. Real news. And she, they, just, they just mutually didn't sign the contract again. But, yeah, she was like, I don't care if they fire me tomorrow. I mean, she was, was like, she... I don't want to talk about Lindsay Lohan one more time in my damn life. So was she just coming up with ideas, like, how can I make this a worse show possible? No. no <laughs> I want to say the most ridiculous that. thing. Since if I only she did her own version of Springtime for Hitler, but only with, like, dancing Trump. It would have been right. fabulous. That would great. Don't put that out there. <laughs> Jen can make that happen. Don't, uh, don't do that. I mean, she didn't try to like make the show worse, but you could see on air she would just like throw her cards in the air and be like, "Who cares?" You know, like <laughs> it was stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sure she'd want to, like you said, you could only interview and talk about Lindsay Lohan so much before you just yeah. go, "What's the point?" You start to become a celebrity yourself, and it happened to David Spade back in the '90s when he did a Hollywood Minute on SNL. Like the minute yeah. you're a celebrity. 
you don't seem funny making fun of celebrities. Okay. Like celebrities get mad at you, and then you have all this exposure, and you're like, is that all I want to be known for? Yeah. Even us people that weren't on it, we were on it once a week, we were like, you know, we don't really talk about Britney Spears and our stand-up acts. We, why are we like going on TV once a week and acting like we care? Like it does after a while, you're like, oh, maybe we should stop. Yeah, well, also, no, it gets sense. once you, you talk about it and you get that big, you kind of become that thing anyway. Yeah, it's hard as to well. make fun of the thing you are. Like Andrew, yeah, Di- Andrew Dice Clay was like making a mockery of that character, then he kind of became that character. Mm-hmm. And it's <gasps> like, I what met he- him. He was so nice. That's what really? I hear, nice too. And he's guy. like this pig and he has this horrible stick, but then it's like a sweetheart family guy. I, I was him. on Conan. Conan had two guests one night. One was stand-up and one was another stand-up. Usually it's like an actor and then the stand-up. So mm-hmm. Andrew Dice Clay was on the for me and then I was getting on the couch after him and the producer was like do you want him to stay out on the couch when you come out I'm like whatever he wants I, I was afraid I was like he's sure. gonna bust me and then he got off stage and and uh I guess he watched me during the commercial break and I got off stage and I was like oh he's gonna make fun of me and he was like I think you're so great you, <laughs> you're gonna make it you're so talented you're gonna make it and I said something self-deprecating I go oh Dice I'm 42 years old I would have made it big already if it was gonna happen goes, don't you ever but not believe in yourself. Don't you ever say that. Like that Arsenio like, episode. Like, like you believe in your dreams. <laughs> you believe. I love it. I love it. He's like the nicest person, and he's totally not over here. You know, usually, so, I would think he'd be like, "Who's this chick? Thinks she does comedy over here?" Who's this chick? You want to bang? Was, uh, something like that. Yeah. Just, it's yeah. kind of nice knowing that that was mostly a stick. You know. It is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's always oh, dangerous nice. with stuff like that, though, because. Because it's like, well, I'm glad he's not like that. But unfortunately, the millions of the millions idiots of like idiots him. who think it's that the real thing. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, don't seem to realize how some comedians. Yeah, even Norm Macdonald's, I guess, is a, a stick in a way. But Fox that's why he sneaks wasn't it in. really a redneck. He was a thing <laughs> he put on, but people went with it. And yeah, well, Larry the Cable Guy was actually a cable Asian guy. woman. You know, yeah, no one exactly. saw that coming. He's nothing like that. And Do you know that like... some people don't know that Larry the Cable Guy isn't Southern and his name's not Larry? Some people right. don't know that. It doesn't have not that accent at all? No, no. Dan he's a nice guy. Yeah. No. <laughs> he was doing stand-up under his real name for like a decade, and Larry was a character he did. So he's not trying to pretend he's Larry. He thought like, oh, have everyone from, knows I'm doing yeah. it. I heard, Adam Carolla, like, what? I heard Adam Carolla was a guy who called into like a radio show as well as like some construction worker. I don't know if that's true. Well, you know, maybe that's not character. a bad thing. It, um, Chris, what's his name uh, from uh, At Midnight? Chris Hardwick, Hardwick. yeah. Mm. No, no, not Chris Hardwick. The comedian from Texas who was just one of the dudes who was a regular Twitter commenter, but he was funny enough uh, in his Twitter comments to actually get a spot on the show. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Great. Well, Jen, you've done that yeah. at midnight. I was, I was on the very last episode, and I won. And I feel like I am not getting enough credit for that. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I'm going to say you took the crown back for New England. Oh, I, yes, I did. That's exactly what I did. I took it back for New England. Everybody forgets uh, we have talented people. No, I don't we, think no, we don't. I'm from here, okay? We, uh, we, we have don't people. Get out. It's Vermont that does it. We got it. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, the Wahlbergs, everything. We Evans. own Hollywood. We have have you been to a Wahlbergers yet? No, Wahlbergs. I'm a vegetarian. Uh, okay, I'm yeah. A, do they have a veggie burger? I, I feel like they, they wouldn't must. have a veggie burger. Yeah, I feel like they'd be like, no. I want to be in a Boston movie so bad. I'm so annoyed. The women in them are never actually from 
from Boston. And I'm no, like, they're come not. on. Well, let me see, let me see you, you like, and you know a the douche coup in a, uh, in a buddy comedy, in a buddy cop comedy. Mm-hmm. You want to, you know, it's funny. I can't I love that. Female actors that are from here. Yeah, no, I, it'd be, um, it'd be like, what would be the hook though? Cause the, cause they're cops, but they're also like, I don't know, professional deep sea divers. They punch people in the face with nuclear submarines, you know, something random like that. Oh, crap. see, you should write for Phineas and Ferb. You've got a lot of good ideas. Oh, well, hey, you put in a good word for me. I'm there. <laughs> no, no, I think they, Netflix no, is offering be, him a special they right be now. Fishermen and PIs. Shane wants you to be a fisherman first. Be a fisherman. Yeah, PI. it's like the perfect storm. Yeah, I'm a fisherman and I'm a PI. I like it. And I investigate deep sea. Oh, oh no, you, you know what? I'm pirates. a fisherman and I and I found a body when I was just fishing and it got me interested in solving crimes and I became a PI. See? Look, it writes itself. No, 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 no. That is the plot of at least three murders she wrote. We can't do that. <laughs> oh, okay. I found a, I got a shock. I got a shock. And then they're like, oh my God, that's a body. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh my oh, God. <laughs> it's not a shock. I'm from Watertown. If we, get, if we can get Angela Lansbury to do a lap dance, I think we got a show. Yep. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Lap dance. She'd have to sell it. Uh, I would happily take a lap dance from Angela Lansbury. That's your business. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems All like right, there's well, so many we... comedies going towards Netflix. I see everyone's kind of has a special out. Like every month, someone new. You know, Mark Maron's just came out. But you have two on I there. I loved it. Apparently. It was so good. But they're it, you... doing 52 this year, so I'm sort of like. Maybe it's not so prestigious. It's still prestigious to have one, but it's like, well, I think I like it, it, it still is, but yeah, like it's just, it's getting, there's so many now. And is that, that's where co- comedy seems to be kind of headed is, is the, the streaming route. Do you think that's a, a good thing or, or how do you feel about it in general? I think it's way good because those Comedy Central specials they tape, like they air them once and then it's like not worldwide. So like sometimes I'll wake up at three in the morning and I have to pee and I'm like, somebody somewhere might be discovering me on Netflix right now. Like it's (laughs) 24 seven. But you can do that now with so many comedians that you're not familiar with and it's just right there. Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. I think it's great. Yeah. All right. So then talk to us about your upcoming special here. Oh, my tour? Yeah. I haven't been to Boston. I didn't come last year because I wanted to build excitement. <laughs> I've never played the Wilbur by myself before. I played it like oh. with other comedians. And so it's, I want it to sell out. It'll be really cool. It'll make me feel good. And I'm doing all new material. So if anyone has seen my Netflix, it's not going to be a repeat of that. And it's just talking about like crazy things that happened in childhood that happened in Boston and then crazy things that are going on in my life now and like how I'm feeling after the election and all that kind of stuff so i think it'll be funny and uh something for everybody like everyone i make fun of uh what was really going on at the women's march so i think like you know trump supporters won't be offended and liberals won't be offended but where everyone will be a little bit offended but isn't everyone know. offended now i think everyone's offended by something it's always something you don't even expect you're like what did i do now like you never know it's never anything obvious like you come home and you check twitter and you're like oh jesus well, that's how i get most of my news <laughs> exactly. now like, we, we know we know uh you know ted cruz and i have similar taste in porn you know wonderful stuff hey. I, okay i i didn't like click into the story is it that he hit like on he a porn like it was stepmom yeah. porn i think yeah too. and not only it that was, on uh, the on his on the official ted cruz twitter so they, it was literally like beneath something about like you know the importance of morality and some stuff yeah so then, he had liked it then they blamed it on a staffer and they're like don't worry that staffer <laughs> has been talked to and he will not be fired oh he will not be fired he will not he be fired exist. no because so, he's know. not a real guy and because, because they're not right firing now. Ted Cruz. That's why. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny.
funny. I mean, they must not know how Twitter works, that we can see your likes. No, it's there's not... just a bunch of old people like, uh, how's this work again? Oh, <laughs> no. He's like, ooh, poor. And you've got to assume, like, maybe people have a couple drinks after work, like they're not thinking. You're politicians okay, I, after okay, all, of course. Okay, you're now giving me images in my head that I can't erase. Ted Cruz drinking. You're messing with Cruz with like some liquor in front of his computer browsing through porn is now an image. No, no. I meant like he has a classy like two martini dinner. He's talking policy with some lobbyists, and then he's like, I go back to my computer. (laughs) I got some work to do. You know what? I wouldn't put it past him to be like thumbing through it on his phone while he's with his uh, while he's in a meeting. Just. Yeah, it seems like the kind of. Oh yeah, you're right. I mean, it's an old lady. I'm like, it's on your computer, right? It's on his phone. Yeah, obviously. Okay, so this dude's. There I don't know. Him. I mean, I think, I think if he hadn't made such a big deal about not masturbating, then we wouldn't even care. But you got to just shut up about that so, stuff, and then we won't try to bust you when so when like, you get caught. You emphatically masturbate, like. <laughs> Emphatically. <laughs> like, like emphatically messy. Why are you putting these images in folks' heads? <laughs> Only because... That's Ted Cruz vigorously going at who, it. Just... Who looks at porn and doesn't <laughs> masturbate? Well, uh, for, um, you're, you're right. No, fanatics, um, maybe uh, psychotics, you know, French like, Canadians. Like, you're just looking at porn for the artistic quality. You're oh. enjoying the acting. You know, that's when you know you may have a problem. researching. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're researching other people's <laughs> immorality by watching porn. <laughs> He has to know what's out there, you guys. Yeah, he has to exactly. check it to make sure the porn is safe. No, I, I know what happened. Can I share a theory? Okay, now, he's so yeah. committed to his cause. Uh, they want the ultimate, ultimate way to uh, uh, to eliminate abortion and spread uh, abstinence throughout everyone. So he's putting the image of himself just butt-ass naked, maybe uh, sweatpants around yeah, his that, knee that and ankles. Yeah, that makes me never want to have sex again. Yeah, I'm saying, right? <laughs> Bam. That's genius. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know, this is, it's, it's, it's <laughs> subterfuge, man. They're very good at what they do. I like providing <laughs> DNA for like the cloning samples, you know. Either way, you know, it's lose lose for all of us. This is like the, the minister in the whorehouse, you know this, right? Like, I don't know this. What do you got? Like, this is this is like a minister who preaches against extramarital sex, but mm-hmm. he frequents a whorehouse. Jen, I apologize. This is the direction your interview was taken. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying it. I'm just kicking back, like, yeah, tell me more about the preacher. <laughs> We're way off the rails. So I apologize that uh, one of our uh, cast couldn't be here today. James, who's the biggest Jen Kirkman fan, you have no idea how his oh, eyes lit up. Nice. Well, he's active. He's active military, so he actually he's away for the next couple of weeks. Hi, James. Hi, James. <laughs> is that thrilling? Oh no, he's gonna love it. I tried to say it as flirty as possible. I'm, I'm sure the awkwardness will shine through and make his day. <laughs> no, Jen, you really have been you have been badass and spectacular. I want to thank you so much for talking to us. I thank you guys. It's been great. And uh, Boston, come out to my damn show Wednesday, September 20th at the Wilbur Theater. Awesome. And could you give us a shout out before you go? Geekdashdown.com. I will. And I'll tweet it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Jen Kirkman, you have an awesome day. All right. We'll look forward to seeing you. You too. Bye. 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 All right. And that was Jen Kirkman. Dude, she's just a delight. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah, no, it was good stuff, man. I'm glad she took the time to talk to us. She's got a uh, new, uh, she's touring, and uh, she got a, 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 a first appearance is kicking off in Boston. It's on Wednesday, September 20th, so we sure to check that out. Yeah, Getting if the- you're interested, she got two Netflix specials on, obviously, Netflix, so. Or we just yes, check sir. Out. All right, Herb, I'm getting a slight pop, so I'll turn the mic uh, to the side. How you, uh, I sound okay? 
All right, cool, cool, cool. Now, Dirty D yeah. and myself, we got to play this game, Mantis Burn Racing. Yes, sir. Not just Mantis Burn Racing, but Mantis Burn Racing Battle Cars, the DLC. And what does Battle Cars do? Well, I'll tell you, my friend. Dude, Mantis Burn Racing is a top-down racing game. Yep. It's more chaotic. It's more along the lines of, like, I'm going to smash this dude out my way to, uh, you know, uh, land that first place to pull ahead. It's like Mario Kart without the weapons. Yeah. Well, now they got the weapons. Dude, I'm digging the hell out of this thing, man. I was, it's I was, a good I was, thing, too. You're not even to cut you off. It's a great thing that this came out because it actually added uh, uh, more modes to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's an expansion of um, the gameplay and of the repertoire of uh, of uh, of car augmentations. Yeah. I, I, though, I, though I didn't like the uh, upgrading system, I thought it was a little weird. I just thought it, it lacked, but the, the the battle card DLC added so much more to this game that actually was lacking in DLC like in the beginning. Well, I do think the um, the augmentations were a bit excessive, but that's because like with this yeah. type of game, it's a combat racing game. For anyone mm-hmm. familiar with that genre, it's the style of racing where your object isn't just to pull ahead of um, the other racers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm faster, I'm better at drifting around corners and such. It's I took this dude out by knocking him into guardrails. I you know get points for destruction. Yep. I get weapons on the car. You get and you get you can go uh, you can go pile your points like if you drift, knock a dude out. That's like a combination of points, so you get like a set amount of experience for that. Exactly, exactly. So games it's really like good. Burnout. You know, um, uh, Rich Racer Unbounded. Yep. Uh, I think a couple of wow, Rich Racer, Jesus. Rage Racer. Back in the day, yeah, that was a great game. Man. Rage Racer was the shiz. That was I, I love Rage Racer because. Um, your cars could flip upside down and keep driving. Yeah. Also, all the tunnels were like you could drive up the walls. Yeah. And just, I'm, I'm I'm driving on the ceiling like this is the good. And then you drop down on them like death from above. That was a race. That was awesome. On the subject of Mantis Burn Racing, though, this was kind of um this had more of a retro feel. We were talking about it before the show, and yeah. it was definitely uh, bringing up memories of I said the first Grand Theft Auto. You would actually never play. Yeah, I didn't, man. That's okay. weird because my first experience was like I said, Grand Theft Auto three. Then I went back yeah, to Grand spoiled, Theft Auto man. two and one, and I was just like I couldn't get to it. But it, you know, it's not like I never played. Like obviously, we grew up in the era where we, you know, the graphics were. Yeah, no, you'd move past it by the you know time. I mean? that's, that's not your fault that you were sucking. But my favorite think? top view racer was uh, hot, 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 hot race. Hot wheels. Hot, thank you. That was my favorite one. I used oh, to play the hell wheels. out of that game. I remember that. No, actually, the first thing I thought of, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. The first thing I thought of when I saw the sucker was the top down point view and also the way you go around the corners and it's kind of loose steering mm-hmm. and then you can like bop cars out of your way first thing i thought of because i'm also extra extra old <laughs> rc pro-am yeah, yeah. yeah. i was gonna say it looks like uh that game the micro machines racers games yep yep, yep. yep. wait do you have the video up on uh, on twitch it's on it's playing yeah okay cool hopefully you're watching us with the uh with the review on twitch.tv slash the geek down you can actually see the visual of what we're talking about because mantis burn racing um it one thing that okay i will let's actually get to the proper review review yeah, yeah. because i like the gameplay in general as just a, a straight racing game yeah when it got to the battle elements that's where it actually started to lose me okay uh stuff felt more tacked on than adding to the versatility in the gameplay uh, uh well to, to the enjoyment period no, it was vice versa for me. I just thought it added more content to the game because the game came out of like in Mar- early March mm-hmm. of this year, and um, 
it just lacked DLC because you know you know what you know what the other thing about this game that I don't like it it lacks diversity in mapping and like uh, levels because it's like you get a day and night sh- uh, mode of each map and there's like so many maps. The one thing I liked about the game, one of the major things I liked about the game was a lot of different modes: sprint mode, time trial, uh, knockout mode. No, I, like, um, I like I like that too conceptually, but it reminded me of, and I'm not sure if you ever played this. Not many people did. Uh, there was a speed racer uh, racing game. No, I never played a speed racer. No. For the PS, was back when it was PSX. Well, okay, it was um, a game <laughs> right. set in the speed racing universe. You play racers from the from the speed racer cartoons and the yeah. comics and stuff, and it should have been the greatest thing ever. The problem was they put all everything in they had into the licensing. So you have all yep. the characters, you have Snake Oiler, you have Speed himself, you have Racer X, Speed. all that, and the actual cars. You know, you have the Mach Five. You yeah, have but the, the game was garbage. Star. I bet. Yeah, the game itself. No, <laughs> mechanically, the, racing, the, the game was the, probably the racing horrible. was okay, and they did what they could with the different weaponry and a Speed Racer game for the PlayStation One. Yeah. So that limited technology, they still used it to the fullest. The problem is. The tracks were garbage because yeah. you only had one track, mm. one track for the whole game. And how how it worked is, you race on this one track. You win to a certain you win to a certain level, and then you unlock a uh, an extra uh, turn off on this track. Yeah. So it's not like the track expands and gets bigger and bigger. It's this is a turn you couldn't make before, but now you're level three. Now you can make this turn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And now you can go around uh, uh, this level. And it's just you beat the same track over and over again now you can do it a little quicker because you have a shortcut yeah you know or you have a faster car so you can break through this wall this that that, it, that before was marked as under construction yeah and it's just how many times can, can you, you play, play the, the same, same track over and, and over again i got that sense from this it's like yeah, all the same. tracks I, I far too similar i'm agreeing with what you're saying but i'm saying this is exactly why that bugged the crap out of me but, and that you would have thought through the DLC, they would have added more tracks, and they oh, did it. I, I and that was the so that was the most aggravating thing about this. Like, how are you going to release more content and not add more levels? Like, if you want the game to survive, and mind you, like this game is really good. Oh yeah, no, the like, game is enjoyable it's fun in itself until you play it for like two days straight, and you realize that this is going to be the same levels and the same, <laughs> just the same um, laps and the same. Um, yeah, it, it was just too repetitive after a while. It just the repetition was too much. Jinx, you owe me a coke, brother. No. <laughs> so, so with uh, watching this video, I didn't yeah. see any like battle-y stuff happening. Is well, that, that was just the video of Mantis Burn racing. Like the, it's the core game, and then yep. the DLC came out. See, so um, what the DLC yeah. adds is the DLC adds a couple extra cars, and the DLC gives those cars that exist in the game weapons. Yep. So each one oh, of those, okay. um, as you're racing, you have machine guns. You can shoot the previous cars. You have defensive weapons. You can yeah. blow Wait. them up. You can throw them off the track. Stuff on like the that. DLC cars. In the DLC. When you get well, the DLC, no, you get the DLC. DLC adds to all the cars. All the cars. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The and DLC there's, cars. There's, there's three different class cars, like small, me, heavy, me, uh, medium, heavy. Yeah. Essentially, and then, your, your and class, your tank and then class. What, what the DLC does is, um, it, the game was just about racing, uh, doing different types of styles, like uh, mixing different, like a drift into a knockout, gets you extra points and experience. Mm-hmm. And then um, as you unlock different game modes and stuff as you progress, there's uh, different ways you can play the game and just, you know, you, you exhaust everything. The, the, the battle cars actually added the element which made it more fun to me honestly um but what I didn't what I didn't like about what they added was like it got generic really quick 
Mm. Like the weaponry wasn't enough. Like it you was, just got like that one tank gun and that's it. Like you didn't get something. Like I would have appreciated like a, a cluster bomb or something. Yeah, that dude. If they cool. had gone full on contra with the sucker, yeah, exactly. Yeah, or you know, like, like a red shell or a yeah, mushroom or, uh, or something. Well, well, here, 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 stop Here's what I noticed. Tell me if you you got this too. Um, the weapons didn't really help with the racing aspect with the difficulty of the AI. It no. was all the exact same level. They didn't have different levels of racers. It's just like everyone blows past you at every start of every race, yeah. and then you have to catch up to the pack, and they're all the same. There's no variation, you know? And I think that's why they did the DLC Battle Cross, because, like, you, you know how you, you when you start the mat, like, each lap that you start each match, mm-hmm. um, you can't use the gun until the first checkpoint? Yeah. So, like, was, the guy's, like, booking on you, and as soon as you hit that checkpoint, he's like, all right, let me even this out. Boom. Well, blow I thought up that, was, like, that seemed like a mechanic to maintain a level of... Um, of I don't know I don't I don't know like uniformity in different types of racers. Mm. So it's like you're not being blown away by someone who's just better at the game than yeah, you exactly. are. Exactly. Also to facilitate multiplayer racing. Mm. So you know when this gets to the level of we got you know several hundred people online to choose from. Yeah. You know you get like eight characters in this race and you're just with different like human players, not just AIs. Yeah. So you all can't just you know uh, uh, dominate. Uh, exactly. There's yeah. no there's no like you know zerg rushing. Any, uh, did any, you any get news? a chance to play it with multi- multiplayer online? Did you? I, I didn't, unfortunately. No, did I actually, did, yeah, I did. It was actually oh, cool. I just, I sucked, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna say and say I was the champion. Hey, man, battle know God. your limitations. It's yeah. good that you stay in your lane. <laughs> I did both Mad Max this. and figuratively, so you know when you a jive sucker, you need to race <laughs> other jive suckers. And I, I applaud you, my man, for acknowledging how mediocre yes. and weak your skills are. I you know, it takes a big sucker. man to realize how small he really is. <laughs> so, so speaking I, I of the that you can come across the uh the uh, the world the internet the world wide web and let people know that you that, that you're weak sauce son that you're lame and you acknowledge you know that you kowtow <laughs> I, I think he's going off this little competitive thing between me and him so, we'll let it ride for all time. right so the online stuff uh did yeah. they since this is like fundamentally different gameplay tied to dlc yeah uh, it's, not, it's not that different. It, it sounds like elements, but well, it sounds like they're splitting up the audience, right? If you don't buy the DLC, yeah. you cannot participate oh, with no, all the true. other people that, that have my, the yeah. battle. See, see it, what, what was weird about it is like they should have um, allowed people because uh, the, what the game lacked from in the beginning was lack of content, and a lot of people liked it at first, praising it. Like the average, like I looked online, the average rating for this was about a seven or eight. You know, if you want to go across board with numbers, Which I do or whatever. think it's a little unfair. Why is it, why so? I think it's a little unfair because it's not really taking into account that this game is 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 built primarily off of a nostalgia factor. Oh, you know, they don't really make these types of games anymore. Yeah, so you can't you can't gauge it just like any other game. Like I could this technically uh, should be gauged against any uh, any of the burnout games. Mm-hmm. I would Burnout is a different element though. Like Burnout it's 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 combat racing though. It's combat yeah. racing and this is expanding into that realm. And at at a trucks, that's what this is supposed to be. Yeah. Even in the uh the standard Mantis Burn racing game, you brutalize the other cars. You don't have yeah. direct weapons, but that's your goal. It's yeah. not just I'm faster than you. And I'm faster than you and I was you know, I I deboed you into the guardrail. I deboed yeah. you off this cliff. You know? Agreed. So it's just like this is still a game that is uh, coming from the top-down perspective, which is a, 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 most games aren't played like most racing games. Excuse me, uh, aren't really uh, designed like that anymore. So this is really targeting See, those. Because most racing games now there's a simulation, and the, it takes the fun out of the game. Like you don't have to get like a license. Uh, you, you have to play this game for like the first 15, 20 hours, like the first ten hours. You have to license yourself in order for you to unlock extra new missions. Yeah, I'm not. That's what I enjoyed. On, like you dived right track. in, but they they needed more content from the rip. And what they did, I don't know if you re- I don't know if you looked it up. Um, they released free content 
towards the beginning, like the first round of DLC that came out, mm-hmm. was free. They added like a, a snow level, mm-hmm. um, which was cool, and I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and then they, then the second uh, DLC content just added more cars, which I thought was a little cheesy because they didn't add any more maps. I think that's, I think the only, only thing this game suffers from is just lack of maps. And other than that, I think it'd be great. And personally, like I told you before, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it would be great on a handheld. Yeah, you did mention that, and I agree with you there because the style of gameplay would really mesh well to a smaller screen, oh, yeah. to quicker action, and then something you can just take on the go. Yeah, I could Sit- spend hours on this on the train. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that's... Well, hold on. Also, this is just the first DLC, and it's available on multiple systems. Mm-hmm. Who's to say they won't uh, eventually um, uh, carry over to uh, Nintendo Switch? Switch. Switch. Yep. Ah, Port it over, mm-hmm. yeah. Keep doing that, yeah. It's because he doesn't have one. Seems like a good fit. Maybe even uh, if they pull back the camera way back, like they did in the RC Racer Pro or whatever it's called, how the camera was RC Pro Am. Pro Am, and it's not. We're not that old. The camera covered the entire track in that game, right? So you saw everything. So maybe if they do something like that, that would probably, uh, uh, you know, warm the. Socks and warm the sky socks. level. I don't know. And also too, like this variety. But you know what? If, a variety in cars too. That like that pissed me off. Like all the cars look the same. DLC new car, big gun on the same car yeah, that I was playing with. It, like it, in a while, it's, like, it's slightly purple instead of slightly orange. Like, on oh. like, you know, with one streak down there. I got it, the fuchsia color, bro. <laughs> That's like, the one. Though. Enough on the track. That's the one. <laughs> it's like what you got? I got a tank class. Still can't go around corners. Tangerine, bro. And. <laughs> Uh, I would recommend cats play this, but I and it, it's really cheap. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's, it's like three bucks. It's not bad. You can get a cross platform. Um, the DLC is like two two bucks. Three yeah. bucks. I would recommend playing it on. Like we got we played it for console, but I would recommend playing it for Steam. Yeah. Because it's 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 more of a uh, of a quick action game, and you want to be able to jump online real quick. I don't imagine more people are playing this online on consoles than um than they would be on Steam. I got to give it a thumbs up, but uh, thumbs up if you play it on uh on steam because then yeah you can represent and it's a quick action game you'll probably have a hundred other steam games to get to too so dude thumbs up all the way i want to give them a thumbs up but i want to give them a thumbs down because if they did attack yeah, the portable the... if they attacked the portable market they would have they would have made a chunk of change on this both thumbs up and uh, thumbs down probably yeah so like no no not 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 both not both. you can't do that <laughs> uh, well, i'll give it a thumbs up man? you know what i'll give it a thumbs up because i actually enjoyed playing it so i'll give it definitely a thumbs up but you know, somehow, some way, hopefully, down the road, they'll release it on a portable platform, mm-hmm. and I guarantee this game will make numbers. Yeah, this it's is just the first fun. DLC. They they got time. Yeah, hopefully. All right, so it's uh, the game is called Mantis Burn Racing. Uh, this is the uh, Battle Cars DLC. Two thumbs up. It's available from Vu uh, Fu Developer uh, Fu Studios, um, and you can get it on Xbox, PS4, Steam, yep. and PC. Steam. Yep. All right, now I'm going to kick it over to man, just Johnny, because yeah. you got to play another game, my friend. Yeah, I did. Tokyo it's called 42. Tokyo 42. 43. 40. 44. No, just 42. 42. Just 42. I got my pimp name slick back uh, uh, routine there. So Tokyo 42, it's like yeah. a, uh, it's an isometric shooter stealth city simulation game. It's a, it's a game with an identity crisis is what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. said a lot right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, it's a Metroidvania FPS. racing puzzle chess simulator. No, no, none of those things. There's no roguelikes in, in this. It's it's pretty straightforward. You're you're playing as like this little tiny, almost looking like a stick figure, but it's all in 3D. Uh, and the camera is in this isometric view, uh, looking down and everything, which is pretty important to the gameplay itself because you can only move the camera in certain angles, certain mm-hmm. 
uh, angular degrees. Yep. And because of that, you have to constantly shuffle, uh, move the camera around as you're moving around throughout the world itself. If anyone's the- watching, we got video of, uh, of the actual gameplay now. So, because I don't understand what the hell you're trying to say, but yeah. if they can actually see for themselves. So think of it like a diorama. Right, the entire city is presented as a diorama because of the isometric view. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in order to see people. behind like a building or a stairwell, you have to rotate the camera in order to get a better view of things. Mm-hmm. So there's essentially eight views. Every time you so turn the camera, in, it's 45 degrees. You're in charge of moving the camera? You are in charge of moving the camera, but uh, it's a very quick button flick. So you're constantly, it switches over real quick. So it's you know 45 degrees, hit the button 45 degrees, hit the button again 45 so it's so really you're both quick. director and cinematographer yes <laughs> do you do that as part of the gameplay like is it you can only solve a puzzle if the camera's facing this way so you have to rotate it right at this time well it's kind of like how you would control the camera in any other type of uh third person isometric view although uh, I, I would say kind of like controlling the view in an isometric tactics game. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It, looks, it has like a tactics feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, except it's real time instead of turn okay. based. Yeah. Uh, so you have that going on. And then the other thing that you have going on is that the uh, you're, you have these shooting mechanics. And because the world itself is in 3D... Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have like a you can only use the mouse or you can use the controller. I, I use I flip between the uh, the two of them. Controller is absolutely awful. It's almost impossible to play with a controller just because really? you can't really aim exactly wow. where you want to aim with either the guns or the grenades. Uh, the best bet is the katana. So if you're doing the stealthy missions, the katana is absolutely the way to go, or the automatic because you're just spray spray and pray and. And eventually you're going to hit something because you're using an automatic, but you're going to die a lot, lot, lot because your aiming is so off. And the problem with the aiming is that it's it's with the 3D part of the world. So mm-hmm. with the controller, it's bad. And with the mouse, you'd expect it to be uh, better, right? Because you can very easily pinpoint exactly where yeah, you're going to be accurate, aiming. Yeah. Way more accurate. Uh what you would think Uh but what actually happens is that the height of the world itself is actually going against you now i'm having like it'd be a detriment i'm watching the uh on the the video here everything looks so damn tiny yes that, 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 that can't be easy to like continuously focus on it that is another problem with the game now all right and he, yeah and he just like literally like committed suicide so <laughs> i'm just like you have a jump button so not only is it there's no damage on jumping but it's very much a platformer so you do have to yeah. worry about where you're jumping and because you're worrying about these platforming elements you have to constantly rotate the camera so now you're I feel like you're, you're literally describing buttons. my version of hell here it's like okay, the platform <laughs> but i'm looking like top down from a uh, 3d perspective yep and if the camera's not faced the exact right way i'm gonna i'm gonna like think i'm stepping off the sidewalk and instead plummet off this yes. building. Absolutely, and that that is another yet another thing that's that is problematic right with this. See what happens is then he's going to go down this stairwell, go through that door there, and he's going to be in his third grade class in his underwear. <laughs> he didn't study well, for the actually, SATs. And then he'll speaking find of the underwear, yeah. there <laughs> is like so this takes place in the future in sort of like this Neo Tokyo future, and Everyone's there's like nudists. 
all over the place. Is that, so they'll, is that, they'll is be that the like a machine tiny... that sells like underwear from women and stuff. Uh, you can buy clothes. You can That's buy like now. different uh, coats and whatnot. Wait, there is like a nudist, nudist park. Yeah, there's a nudist park in this game. Really? You can go there. That's oh, awesome. yeah. There's a bunch of like little tiny uh, don't get, people don't there. Get so excited. What, We're so, looking at so what's these the, stick what's the synopsis for this? Like, I want to know what's my goal here. The goal is because it sounds like I'm just perving out. Yeah, the story, it's pretty stupid. They are stick figures. They're cubic, though. They're like cubic stick figures. So you're looking at some square boobs. That, that, yes. that, that, that's what gets you off here. Uh, square Listen, boobs, he, square... He's checking out the cube boobs here. Yeah. You immerse into the character. Yep. Square boobs is what gets you So the premise off, is that you are a... You're thing. just some random person, uh, and you turned on the news, and there was this assassination, this murder. Uh, now, in this world, no one actually dies uh, mm. because they can get... Uh, they can live again. Uh, I forgot how, whether it was through cloning or whatever. But oh, you, wow. can, you, can stick you can respawn in this world. That's like a normal part of day-to-day -day life is that you're constantly respawning. Except one person actually died and was actually assassinated. Oh, wow. Uh, and it Paradox. was you. Wait, you what? did it. You, you don't? Wait, like you're you the assassin or you're well, the person who got assassinated? Well, that's what's shown on the news. And oh, so you're being uh, framed for a crime you, you are, didn't commit. Well, <laughs> you don't know if you're being framed or not. It, it's sort Framed of, for a crime. He damn it well could be like a committed. memory missing thing. You don't know as you're playing through and you're trying ah, to figure out what okay. happened. Uh, so, and, you know, assassinations and killing people, that's like the ultimate, like, no, don't kill anyone. Except, wait, wait, wait. So what's all, what's all this? Well, you're this little guy jumping from here to here stuff. You start, well, you start with that next time. Yeah. Okay, you're, it's like it's like you're assassinating people, you're killing folks, and then there's a mystery to be solved, so you're a detective as well. You start with that next time. Right, 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 right. Now so, I'm sold. So you start, Before you show me stick figures and talk about square boobs, and now and now you get to the real the, the meat of it. Well you start as an innocent and then as you're uh and then like I don't know, a minute into the game, you're, you're gunning ass. down people nice. <laughs> trying That's to awesome. prove that you are not the assassin. <laughs> it makes no Don't sense. Don't worry, you'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't kill nobody. Blam, blam, blam. Please Te believe me. Technically, yeah. he did it because they respond. <laughs> Technically, he doesn't kill anybody. Well, somebody, I'm assuming. Somebody did. Uh, so, so you essentially become a uh, contract assassin uh, for hire, and you're going to these like little vending machines and these little kiosks, and you're picking up new missions, and there's yeah, those, like this really like? bad story dialogue happening to this allow you to progress. Like, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yep. This sounds like this uh, game for the Genesis I used to play way, way back in the day. I loved, actually. Um, it was a rotoscope. It was called Flashback, where you wake up on an alien planet, you have no idea... Uh, you have no memory of how you got there, where you are, um, who you are, mm. but you've got guns on you and you're and you've got like all these ill like assassin assassin skills and you have no clue like what like what your past is and how you ended up in this predicament. Is this along that same lines? I've never played flashback, so I would say if you're familiar with No More Heroes. Yeah. No More Hero. Okay. You that can the premise of No More Heroes is is very much like this, except this is uh Yo, right, just no, looking at it, you can see the differences. No masturbation recharge in uh, in flashback. So. Uh, yeah, no, no beam katana, none, none of that okay. awesome stuff. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, yeah, unfortunately, was, you've been uh, looking at those square boobs too long, man. That's the problem. Uh, I mean, all right. So the game is beautiful looking, right? Because the art yeah, style look looks really good. It's very clean, very crisp looking artwork, mm -hmm. and the whole city. They pretty much imagined and built an entire Tokyo city, and there are like these. Uh, uh, sort of like uh, street 
markets uh, that you can go through. There's like these uh, high garden areas. There's like these Japanese castle things that you can go through. There's like weird, uh, you know, the Hello Kitty oriented stuff. I don't know if it's so, exactly Hello wait, Kitty, so, so but it's stuff like, like that. It's like Shenmue as viewed from uh, as viewed from a satellite. Right, but That's way more. Way it's that. it's completely open world. Yeah, like yeah. Shenmue. It's Shenmue was. It's just the problem was it was designed a little too realistically. So to, so, so to get across the town, you literally had to wait for a bus. There's yeah. no bus or you could so there, there is no teleportation, or, or sort, sort of like a cut to a load screen. There's no load screen. Mm -hmm. You can go from one area of the world to another. You're moving really slow. The world itself is a little bit too big, but it's big because uh, it needs to be big in order for you to dodge bullets. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot of buttons in this game, and it's kind of complex, and you're you're... You're when you're in combat, it's like a bullet hell almost, and your own aiming is working against you. So really, there's only one useful gun in this entire game, and that's the rifle, the assault rifle, because it's automatic, and you can spray and pray because the aiming is so bad. And then the enemies are... Right over there, there was some kind of um, like mortar you fired across a building there. That seemed pretty handy. Uh, that sure, but th th that ties into the stealth mission. So the stealth missions are actually really, really <laughs> solid. Shelling people from above is not very stealthy. Well, it if you're Fire. not in direct combat, the mm. game is great uh, because you don't have to work against dodging bullets, which is yeah. near impossible uh, to respond to them, or you don't have to worry about aiming precisely. But when you're doing the stealth parts of this game, it's actually really good. The, the AI is a little dumb, and yet there isn't any like super interesting scenario, so you're going to get bored with it. But that's where the game shines in the stealth. It needed to be... That, oh, wow, it, that the map's game, huge. It's, it's massive. The map itself is absolutely massive. But, uh, yeah, it's a problem where when, you know, crap hits the fan, you cannot control properly. You're not able to respond properly. So yeah. now you're just resorting to spraying all over the place. And, I'm you know, okay with that. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play this, but I'm going to play, like, M.O.P.'s greatest hits the whole time. I know. So anytime I get one of those, so I go machine gun kill. Play the new Jack <laughs> City. <laughs> Like that block right there, I'm gonna take it over like Nino Brown. Exactly. Raise people. Exactly. The whole thing. I'm, I'm gonna call the whole thing. You Brown can't just Pippen. come up these steps, Pippin. <laughs> and so people just want to get high. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, so Johnny, well, I think we're boring, Adam. So at uh, the crux of it. The crux of it. What what, uh, what what makes this worth playing, or ma what makes this pass uh, worth passing? Uh, this is absolutely worth passing on. I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. Just Wait, because everything you said sounded so ill. It like it really does, it does. This, this is one of those games that you look at it like, wow, that game looks incredible. It looks so good. It looks mm -hmm. so fun to play. It is very pretty. I'm telling you this right it now. It is not game. fun. You're going to struggle throughout the whole thing. I, it was a struggle. There was this one mission. Actually, this mission right over here while I was trying to... Yeah, the just saw how like, it bounced off the to, wall and yeah. killed innocent people. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to like kill this guy. You have to kill the guy with a grenade, and it's very early on mission, and I had to replay it like, I don't know, 30 times because it was so hard because oh. the aiming is so bad in this game, both with keyboard and mouse or with control. I tried both. It was so hard. Yeah, that stuff uh, kills me. I remember in, um, we talking about uh, GTA 3, the first uh, 3D one. And there was one mission you had to beat a guy um, by throwing, you know, start the mission by throwing a grenade through a second story window. Yeah. And that was before they had any kind of like any really any real coordination. You just had to get to the, to the space, drive there, yep. get there in time, uh, hit the button in just the right spot with just the right amount of pressure. 
that the grenade goes through the second story window. And if that you don't, the game you actually great, bounce though. back and you blow yourself up with the grenade and you have to start all over, which means you have to drive across the entire uh, 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 Central Park yeah. to get there. And it was a pain in the ass. It took oh. me like two days and I hated it with a passion. Yeah, That's what I'm hearing here. Oh, the restarting, you restart right then and there. It, the restart is fantastic, but it's still a problem. Like they, they put it like, this is probably one of the best restarts of a mission, right? You die, boom, you're back in the action immediately, split second. Okay, no delay, bad. you're in the mission again, but you still die like 40 times and there's almost nothing you can do that's different because the enemies have way better weapons, their bullets travel way faster than yeah. your bullets. Their girls' cubes are bigger than your girls' cubes. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have a notion of a bullet speed in this game and different guns have faster traveling bullets and of course all the guns you have their bullets travel so slow and the enemy bullets so early in the game the enemy bullets are going like i don't know light speed so it's like impossible to to dodge there's so many problems with this game but it looks so good the world is built so well yeah it's just a game i wanted to like really love playing and enjoy i had a feeling i would but, but unfortunately it it's just the gameplay it needs some major reworking especially with the targeting system and a bunch of other things like you kill you kill the citizens that are around and you'll lose points so you can't like like you're hitting everything because you can't aim well all so right, and then so you're getting penalized for it all right so adam you hear that you gotta pass i hear it for sure all right adam, adam was bad planning should i shouldn't i just Johnny Gibson. Thumbs down. Tokyo 42. He was pondering whether he should just take a shot. 39. Am I the only one that watched Boondocks? Yeah. That was great stuff. No, it's it's awesome. a pill you do not want to swallow. Okay. <laughs> Actually, well, the Percocet lab. All right. So that was Molly, Tokyo 42. Johnny says it can suck it. Um, dude, I got to talk about this comic. Doctor Who, yes. The Lost Dimension. And this is the new comic that came out. They previewed it at Free Comic Book Day this year. Oh, okay. Well, this is the story of all the Doctors coming together. And I'm really anxious to hear you guys' opinion because am I the only Doctor Who fan in the room right now? Yep. Okay. I tried to. You tried? Yeah, okay. like I I've said before, it. like such a long and storied uh, show. And I just don't know where to start. Okay, I, you know what? No, that's I haven't seen the, re- the more, more recent stuff. Like I know the old school stuff. Like I told you earlier, like you I grew the up old on Doctor those. Who's yeah, those, those are, I mean, it was, I mean, I was poor and it was on network TV. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. I watch it. It's right. awesome. Hey, no better reason. I just wish I had like a doobie with me at the time. Like, when, what, like, when you were seven? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I'm serious. It would have been impossible. Wow. Like, so, man, yeah, don't worry about it, Ma. It's just a plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, well, how about you, man? Doctor Who? Fan of Doctor Who? Yeah. Doctor Who? Okay, stop. Oh, hey, <laughs> he okay, no more for you today. He almost hit no. that too. Like, <laughs> man, I'm, okay, I'm talking about Doctor Who. Um, to anyone who doesn't know or isn't familiar, Doctor Who is a citizen of Gallifrey called the Time Lord. He's here on Earth because this is kind of his adopted second home. And he protects Earth from... Uh, extraterrestrial threats. Alien cultures try to take over, get all up in our stuff for some reason or another. They want to enslave humanity. They want to tap the earth for resources. They're just dicks and want to start war with people because they because they do that. You know, different factions have different motivations, and they all fear the Doctor. They only do a story where they combine different Doctors when it's going down. Well, this is like deep, deep. Deep referencing love letter to Doctor Who fans and not just fans of the uh, from the ninth doctor to now. This goes all the way back. Like they introduced the old school doctors, the Colin Baker doctor. People make appearances in this. I loved that. What happens is when something threatens not just the earth, but this whole dimension of reality in itself and the doctor has to seek out help. 
Yep. He calls on any of his allies. Well, when the doctor's allies encompass past lives he's had, then you know it's really some stuff going down. And this is the story of not just one or two or three doctors binding forces, but all of them. The threat is real. Oh, okay. You don't absolutely have to know Doctor Who from beginning to end to understand what's happening in the story. But this story was deep up the ass of the Doctor Who lore. Mm. You know, even in the first issue, there's characters that they did a very poor job of explaining. If you hadn't known who they were from the TV show or any of the outside media, you would have no clue whatsoever how they actually fit in any kind of logical realm. That's one failing of this, of the book. But that's really the only failing. Beyond that, I actually like the story. I, I liked it. Um, I was actually anxious. I just actually finished reading the second uh, issue. I thought it was only one issue you gave me, but mm-hmm. um, I'm anxious to see how they intertwine all the different uh, personalities of each doctor. Like I just, you know, culminate them into one, like, you know, splash page and just see, you know, how everybody gets off on their own terms. So, but I'm actually, you know, like I told you, I haven't seen any of the most recent stuff. So I'm actually excited. It makes me want to watch some more recent stuff. Well, no, there's good reason to. And you're right. That's a good point you made. I'm glad you brought that up because one thing I did notice in interactions between characters, they did capture, at least for the ones that they showed in the brief yeah. time, the uh, they did show the different personalities of the doctors. Or this was yeah. actually written by somebody who was a fan and acknowledged and good. knew the different personality types. Yeah. You have the uh, the 12th doctor who's a jerk. You know, yeah. you have the 11th doctor who's a little too quirky for his own good. Captain Jack was in there. Do you have a favorite doctor? My personal favorite doctor is David Tennant. He's the 10th doctor. Mm. That's the one everybody loves. People are crazy about David Tennant, unless they like the older doctors. And even then, uh, the 12th is their favorite, and yeah. like the second. I like him because he's the way I would be if I was the doctor. A you know, he, he 12, thank you, brother. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, nah, but he has a sense of humor. He enjoys being the doctor. He knows yeah. I'm going to die someday. Let me just have fun now. So, and, and, he, and he's the one, like, you get in his face, he gets real serious. Hey, look, I was laughing before, but now you just, you, you done goofed, yeah. right? But until then, like, he's just walking around, he got his trench coat on, he's got his chucks, and he's just hanging. He's going on cruises, making friends, he's dapping up cohorts and stuff. I'm like, this dude is me. That's why he's my favorite. But if anyone wants to catch up on the new series, the Christopher Eccleston Ninth Doctor, who's heavily featured in the first issue, the first issue of this comic series, is the way to go. This captures part of his personality and why he'd be a good doctor to start with. Um, now, as you said, you were unfamiliar? Yes. Okay. So now here's where I think the book does you a disservice as somebody who's not intimately familiar with all the Doctors, or at least the latest series. Right. A lot of the dialogue in the first couple of issues really deals with history between the characters from the show. So if you never watch that, they're just talking back and forth to each other like they're old friends, and they're leaving you out of it. It's like you're eavesdropping on some stranger's conversation. It's kind of dangerous in the first couple episodes of anything, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like that's where you're starting, and it's like if I don't adapt or I don't like connect with anything in those first episodes, I'm going to lose interest. Yeah, so, and I think yeah. I think they're 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 too heavily relying on this will be uh, primarily fans buying, and then yeah. they'll get their own friends to read. And that's how they'll expand the well, audience. You can't really since you're like the Doctor Who aficionado, cut you off, brother. Yep. The Doctor Who aficionado in the room. Does he like since he wants to start like should he start with the older stuff? No, because or can he just jump right into like the newer, you know, more modernized version of it? You can jump into any season of Doctor Who. The problem with it is, depending on where you want to start, it's already like deeply immersed. Yeah. In right. its own universe, I would say start with the Ninth Doctor because they acknowledge. Doctor Who hadn't been on the air for a good 10-plus years. Yeah. You know, People aren't as familiar with it as they were back in the 70s, 80s, maybe a couple of TV movies in the 90s. So they reintroduced it, and they reintroduced it slowly but effectively. By David Tennant, 
you watch the show and you acknowledge that it has a history you're not familiar with, but you can catch up. Yeah. By the time it got to the 11th Doctor, played by Matt Smith, it was deep into itself. So if you hadn't at least like checked out some stuff online on the side to familiarize yourself, you're just this is the show. Some stuff is happening. I'm lost, but I'm I'm, I'm entertained. You know. So it's that type of uh, media that focuses on this new comic. I can tell it's a really good story, but anyone else who's not as familiar with it uh, as I am, and mine by no means an expert. I appreciate using the term aficionado, but dude, they're old heads that would be dropping names. <laughs> the species right, did right. this, and then this time, this, and so and so. My main thing is I'll be posting memes of who would win in a fight, the Borg or the Cyberman, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, the amount of love the Borg's getting shows that people really have no idea what the Cybermen are capable of. <laughs> they are thorough. All right. But, okay, so my, y'all got my impressions, man. I actually like this, but as I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan, I will point out to anyone who is a fan of the, uh, of the, um, of the show, they will, uh, they'll understand what I mean by this. The first issue introduces the Doctor's daughter and a brief view mm-hmm. of the Colin Baker Doctor. Anyone who's, who's intimately familiar will know why they intertwine and also why that would do a heavy disservice to anyone who's not a fan. Yeah. To, uh, to y'all who aren't, I want to get your impressions of um, of the story so far, man. As far like, as I'm an avid comic reader, it paced well. Splash covers were great for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, dialogue was well written. <laughs> <laughs> the guy said the pirate, remember the page with the pirate? I'm going to key haul you in your <laughs> blessed box. <laughs> I, I was on the floor when I read that. <laughs> I think I might use that on somebody next week. You go tell somebody you go kill all the blessed box. Yep, Excellent. right in the blessed box. Say that to a chick, you want to slap. I never uh, know. I'm gonna kill all your box, officer. It's blessed. No, like I said, like I, I had no entry point into this, so like trying to get into it was a little uh, rough. But the artwork was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Writing yeah, was no, good, it was beautifully you know? drawn. I, I, I do really appreciate. And it really was. So like I, uh, like I got through it. But like I said, like it, it did inspire me though to like want to dig backwards and and figure this stuff out too so like it made me a fan even though like i can't be a fan of this now because i don't know what the hell's yeah. going on all right and john you want to be quiet over there uh i i didn't read it so what? oh come on man i start. i didn't re- i'm not a doctor who fan i watched it's a few episodes a fan baby i watched a few episodes of the tv series you know and this was curated for me by a major doctor who fan and they you know here's oh, here's the best set of episodes to get you started into liking doctor who i watched them i couldn't i it just it wasn't for me it wasn't for me it was it was like uh, someone trying to get me into star trek like it's not for me quick question um like was it a combination of different doctor who's or was it like someone like you know like a set episode of a certain series or it was a combo uh one of them is i guess the famous one with the statues that okay so he gave you like a uh, a, yeah the the weeping angels the weeping angel things and when you're not looking at them they can move towards you and if they touch you you're dead or something like that weeping angels are cool if you if you get like nine or ten episodes of lore surrounding them, then yeah, they are the they they are. Dope. Well, it was it if was you just a watch standalone. One episode, they're like, what the hell are these cry these crying bullshit ass statues right. gonna do for me? Turn your it, ass it was around. a standalone <laughs> episode, so it it was like one of those things that you can watch and not have any context at all. Mm-hmm. Because and it was kind of framed as like a pseudo horror kind of. Film they they, they they do that, but that's it's 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 difficult to try to compartmentalize something like something so huge into one episode um, and then try to sell somebody on it. It's yeah. something that if you didn't cat- get on the Doctor Who, dude, don't worry about it. There's plenty of other good sci-fi out there, but if you ever have a chance and just like really want to give the effort to, you will find something. Like The different Doctors are different enough that it th- makes the series different. It's like we mentioned with, uh, with, with Star Trek. There's different, there's different 
different shows yeah. uh, um, uh, appeal to different audiences. Doctor it's Who like, was what the if same. you change Duncan McCloud in Highlander? That's a good example too. Yeah, yeah. Between Connor McCloud yeah. and Duncan McCloud, yeah. or even even better, even better, the, the, the difference between are you a Duncan story guy or are you a Richie story guy? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, so it's it's like there's different things that appeal to everybody, but don't feel obligated. Richie, yeah. you know, Punk. this is the type of book yeah. that I can tell this is written for deeply for fans, yeah, yeah. and it's an interesting read if you're not a fan. But it's really not something you should feel the need to delve into because it's just like it it it's designed it's kind of designed to leave you in the dust if you're unfamiliar. I'm, I'm I'm bummed to say that because I would love for something this big to be the first induction of like new Doctor Who fans, you know? Yeah. Well, it might be. You know what I mean? Might be. So right, I might well, dig I, it I gotta, now, You know? Well, I got to give it. A, I got I got to give it a thumbs up. You know the point of view I'm coming. I'm coming from. Right. Thumbs up for me. Well, if you're a fan and well. you liked it, though, that's all that matters, right? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes or no. Like, it should have a wide appeal, too. It's not the Doctor Who show. It's a comic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I'm going to give it a thumbs up because it did really like kind of make me want to dig a little deeper and get into this a little more. Okay. So, wow. Like if that, if that, you know what I mean? That's all you can ask for in a, in a comic for anybody that's not indoctrinated already. So I'm, I'm, let's get you ready. Look, look, look whose heart with three sizes this day. <laughs> I gotta pee, man. I gotta get. All right, all right. This has been the Geek Down here on WMF. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, fun-filled show. I want to thank Dirty D. Yo. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yep. I want to thank Just Johnny. Yo. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Woo. And I want to thank you listeners for watching us, for listening to us, for spending this time with us. And now it's time to say goodbye to Herb and all his. Okay, I'll stop. All right, but now you can catch us on WEMFRadio.com. You want to hear the audio you can hit us up at geek down radio at gmail.com if you have anything you want to say you want to chime in and tell us how right we are how wrong we were etc you can hit us up at geek-down.com that's the website and if you go to the about section you can find links to our facebook to our youtube to our soundcloud itunes all that good stuff is in there on twitter everything man and you can catch us all next showtime but until then be excellent to each other peace Chairs are awful, man. My butt hurts.